to pay us a visit. Uh, let's see what's going on with Sam. Thanks for making time. I know we, uh, we've been both road warriors this last few wintry months. I don't know what's wrong with us, but it <laughs> seems like we're both been going in opposite directions on the highway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one thing I, I did want to get into a little bit like of your history and everything. But what I've been doing a lot of the episodes lately is starting off with more of how I know who the person is. So to be 100% honest, it's I had a night where I had no plans and you were playing at the Monarch. Yeah. So (laughs) I I went down and I was amazed because I've never seen anyone play the way you do. And I can't describe it. It's it's definitely unique. Uh, Dakota and I did get a chance to see you play with Andrew Jackson at the bus stop theater as well when you did your album release. So that was exciting. But what's your connections like? How did you end up at the Monarch? Because normally, I'm sure a lot of people aren't aware of this, but it's usually connections through Mary because it's her venue. And where I'm local and tend to delve into the backgrounds of artists, I usually can figure out the connections pretty quick. So I do know you were living in Pictor County at the time. Yeah. That's the only thing that I know. <laughs> so were you previously connected to people here in Pictor County through the music scene at all? No, I was living here because of a relationship. Um, arrived during the pandemic, which was a terrible time to network and meet people. You're not from Ontario, are you? Is that where you came from? I'm from Ontario, but I was living... I haven't lived in Ontario in like 13 years. So I've been That's the dirty east. thing around here is everybody yeah. says all these Ontario <laughs> people moved here during the pandemic. I don't have a problem with them. I invite Ontario people into my apartment. <laughs> I was just curious. So you are originally from Ontario? Yeah, yeah. And then 13 years ago, you headed this I, way? Yeah, I came out here for school and then I stayed Okay. And I've moved around the province a lot. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I reached out to Mary or if she reached out to me first for the Monarch, but we I actually played there with Andrew first. Okay. And then the second time played there solo. And Andrew's a name that I, I hear his name around the county, like for going years back. So I, mean, yeah. I know he's, he's well connected. But uh, aside from that... What made you stay in this area, like on the East Coast? Like, were you taking music classes or were you taking something different for school altogether? I was doing a music degree. Yeah. um, And then I quit music for a year after graduating (laughs) and then picked it back up again. Um, And my family's from PEI. Okay. So I knew like the vibe of the East Coast because yeah. we'd come out here to visit them. Um, Everyone born here has a little bit of salt water in their veins. So even if they migrate, eventually somebody in the family has to start bringing everything back. back. The, the, the salt water. It, it's not scientific, but I would challenge anyone to disprove that theory. Yeah. It yeah. always happens. Yeah. And I just didn't want to live in Ontario. It's like cement and strip malls and cement and people and... Yeah, yeah. the population is going up here over the last few years, but there's still lots of space. Like there's yeah. lots of areas to get away from it all if you really want to. Like even though I've been ripping up to Halifax every chance I get, come in the summers, my Halifax friends aren't going to see me as much because I've got 
Melmary Beach and yeah. Powell's and then there's the beaches up in Picto and like uh, the whole county is full of beaches. Yeah, so it's like, beautiful. Yeah it's, yeah, it's very easy to get away if you want to. You can always find privacy somewhere. Yeah. So your musical stylings, your influences, and I did mention as you came in, I recently listened to your uh, episode of The Friendly Heckler with uh, Zachary Miller, which it was very, it was a very fun listen. So anyone that's listening to this, go listen to that too. <laughs> it's I, I 100% support what Zachary's doing. It's awesome down there. And it was a really fun episode. You guys get into a, a little bit too, but where is this coming from because you you have uh your musical influences that you do delve into a little bit with that one are older like you're not you don't have the reference points that somebody typically would have of your assumed age which i'm not even asking you (laughs) but yeah you're like you were talking about stuff from 1920s and everything like even yeah so what led you to start to looking into like old jazz music and different stuff than what you're hearing on like pop culture is not pushing that stuff at you so where yeah. is that influence coming from that's a good way to frame it because i'm constantly reflecting on like what am i listening to and how did i end up getting there well, you could see from my apartment, if you look around, I'm definitely a pop culture guy. Yeah. But I like the connections, but I 100%, like, even if I know something that's really cool indie, I could probably tie it back to an origin of something I know that was super mainstream pop culture. Yeah. But when I look at someone like yourself, and I'm hearing what you're influenced by, and I'm seeing something that I don't see anywhere else, I'm like, that's fascinating, but the how comes down to, like, where did you even get that influence in your life i think it uh comes down to guitar like um gravitating towards music that has like intricate guitar in it mm-hmm. whether it's like old finger style stuff or jazz guitar or um prog uh um and then just following these threads of like i guess an example would be I, in high school, listened to Led Zeppelin, and then through that, um, I can't, I can't remember the artist's name, but I found this song, Angie, which uh, another Scottish guitar player had recorded, and it wasn't, it was like an original of, like, so you kind of like go down this rabbit hole of like, who influenced who. Sure. And then. Led Zeppelin actually was a big one for me in high school and when you follow it back goes into all the blues legends and yeah everything. exactly like, yeah so i, I can kind of see the correlation there, yeah so. um yeah and then getting into certain uh well i te- i should say i don't i would say for right now if i'm like talking about now i um my students will be like i want to learn this song and uh, yeah. then i'll be like oh and then that leads me down a rabbit hole like um, they wanted to learn Sunflower River Blues by John Fahey. And then I went down this John Fahey acoustic guitar path for a few weeks. <laughs> and that inevitably like seeps into what you're writing maybe. Yeah. Um, but if I were like to describe my influences, uh, yeah, the first one would have been David Gilmore. And then... 
um, like all those like you know classic rock guitar players in high school, and then getting so you were digging into what they were influenced by, yeah. and then you were influenced by that as well. So you see, that's yeah. I can see how that uh, same as like I say, like a you listen to Nirvana, and the next thing you're listening to uh, Greg Sage or something like yeah, it, like you just delved into some other random influence that you read about. Yeah, so a buildup of that over your lifetime. And then I imagine where you were taking a music degree, yes. there's a lot of different influences that came into play there, but y- you never landed on a genre. You're a hundred percent experimental, but I, it sounds like improvisation, Yeah. but I've seen you perform live more than once. I've heard you online. I've seen a few different videos and like, the album you just set out with Andrew as well like you can definitely just later on say oh yeah this is that song yeah and then pick it up and play it again so it's not a hundred percent improvised no definitely not but it still sounds it all the time and some of that might come down to the mixture of styles that you're doing so yeah for anyone that hasn't heard you uh, I am not great as describing how somebody's playing something because I don't play myself. Yeah. But you're you're doing a little bit of tapping and a little bit of picking. Like you're you're kind of back and forth in your fingering styles. Yeah. But even genre wise, it's not it's not jazz. And you got like elements you make mention prog rock, but there's also like if you get into more nuanced genres like the math rock and stuff where there's like yeah. technical, like like you've got a lot of different timings and you get different sounds coming into the guitar. So do you sit down and intentionally think of how to blend some of the sounds? Or no, definitely just, not. You're just going by feel. <laughs> yeah, it's all by feel. So and do you do things to prepare? Like I do know that you mentioned uh, taking photographs in the yeah. interview with Zachary and then using those as reference points. But like, do you intentionally put yourself into situations that will spark some kind of creative energy so that you're influenced that way? Or do, do you have things that you have to do if you're like, I need to write? Like you just collaborated well, you're collaborating with people all the time. I mentioned Andrew several times, but yeah, you've got a trio thing, and uh, do you have a quintet as well? Like, I yeah, I did. I haven't uh, done anything for that project in a while, but it's kind of but it's on the back burner. So if you're collaborating with yeah. other people, you must have times where you have a deadline or a set yeah. time frame where you're going to work on something. So do you? Is there like a feng shui type thing where you got to set right. up the room ahead of time? I think it. Uh, like the the base thing is like keeping a constant musical practice going mm-hmm. is like essential and like in order to stay invested in that I have to create these um I create these projects for myself or initiate things or ask people to play in order to have these like markers to keep working towards so sure. that the practice doesn't die. Yeah. Uh, it like feeds, they kind of feed each other. Um, but I'll, I'll like set up, uh, like a couple of years ago, I did a, a riff a day for 40 days. 
Okay. Um, for just like 40 seconds mm-hmm. where I just created something and that sparked creativity and some of those things turned into tunes. And it wasn't like I was sitting down being like, I'm going to write a blues head or anything. It was just like I'm practicing uh, how to, you know, what to play over this sound today and then something comes out of it. Um, and then, you know, like booking gigs and being like, okay, we need to come up with some repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing there. So then you just have to like build what you're going to do. And so how does it get to that point where you're, it's the collaborations, the same kind of thing? It's just, the, I guess it'd be similar to how I network to get more guests on the podcast and yeah. find more people listen. Like you're networking within the different music scenes and yeah. then find artists that like what you do that want to work with you. So yeah. Or people I want to play with that feel good to play with. Yeah. Yeah. So is that like a constant thing where you are constantly doing different projects where you're always looking for new collaborators or it's just your card so full that you just always have the ability to do it. I think I'm constantly, um, I guess I'm at a point where I really want to collaborate. So I'm just like seeking it out. Yeah. And if there's space, I want to try. And so yeah. what, what is your next one that you have coming up? Because the Andrew Jackson one was a few months ago and I yeah. know that you've been quite busy. So what is the next project that you're working on? Uh, I'm working on a Well, we, um, I recorded a record in December that is being mixed and mastered as a, trio trio project with two musicians from vancouver um who i met through the creative music workshop um, with jerry ganelli in 2019 um shout out to them (laughs) and yeah that i can't remember what where i was going with this but the album's called winter tides and that's the next release i don't have the release date yet but it'll be released in the winter okay and um and then parallel to that i just i have a duo project with a bass player in halifax named gabriella trigovich um and that's like a new thing we did a little jazz fest tour um back in march so we're gonna keep that project going i couldn't tell you exactly what it is yet because we're is discovering it, is as we go along yeah so it's you on guitar and her on bass yeah upright bass okay yeah and then parallel to that we're doing a trio project with a saxophone player uh, named nicola miller okay um and we're gonna play a bit through th- throughout the summer um and that's like the three well and then the project with andrew Mm-hmm. The four things right now. That, that's enough, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the album coming out in the winter, too. So yeah. Like, yeah, you definitely get a full card there. Yeah. And as far as playing, like when I first saw you, it was, you were basically just by yourself. Yeah, solo. Performing. So do you do much of that or that's one-offs and it's more of an as inspiration hits kind of thing, too? I did that like heavily for the first few years living like out once I left, once I was done school, I did that um, because I just had no connections Mm -hmm. and I wanted to play. 
Sure. And it was like, okay, you have yourself. So figure it out. Um, and I do love playing solo. Um, but I think after being isolated <laughs> for yeah. a few years, I'm like really just wanting to connect and play with other people. And then if there's a situation where it's like, oh, this would suit solo, I'll work for that. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I, I can 100% relate. I, yeah. The whole podcast thing came out of that same isolation and... My brother, Andrew, that does our regular bi-weekly, he's still doing the bi-weekly with me, but the extra stuff, it's the same kind of idea. If it yeah. seems like it feels right or if I have the opportunity, then I'll just go do that as well, which is what we're doing today. This is one of those episodes. So yeah, yeah, definitely a little bit of correlation there. So for people in the Pecto County area, yeah. Uh, you're down here teaching as well? Yeah, I teach in Scottsburn on Mondays at the... Okay. Yeah. So that's that's keeping your one foot still here in the county, so you're back and forth and yeah. able to do things like you're here today. <laughs> so in Halifax, are you just full-time musician? At the moment, yeah. yeah. So congratulations. Thanks. That's a, that's a big thing. <laughs> And this will air after the this year's ECMAs, but uh, we're recording just shortly before. I, I did see you, you were nominated last year yep. as well. Yep. So coming out of that, did you find the exposure from having a nomination got you a lot of activity in our region? Or was it more so that all the work led to that and by the time... You were already nominated. The people you needed to know already knew you. I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I still find it. Um, when you say region, you mean like the e- East, East Coast. Coast yeah. I mean, yeah. I s- I'm still finding it a little challenging to break out of Nova Scotia. Yeah. Okay. Just, I think it's the genre and the, like there's, it's not very marketable. I'm not like, I'm this. It's just. Well, that is one thing that I have a hard time. Like I said, I already acknowledge I have a hard time describing the style because it's very, very unique. But one thing I think I wasn't actually going to mention this on the podcast, but you've kind of alluded to the fact that you have a similar personality for kind of going down rabbit holes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I first started doing the podcast, it was I'm going to find out what discography they have and kind of use that as a timeline for who they are as an artist but that's like garbage to use right now (laughs) for most people because everyone's like digital and eps and everything else yeah i ran into with yourself the even harder aspect that because you have different projects like your your website's great there's lots of information there for anyone that's listening (laughs) that wants to go learn more about you definitely can go check out your website but I'm not used to, because of my dated experience with music, I'm not used to saying like, oh, okay, well, here's the catalog and it has a chronological order. Yeah. You've got all different projects that even like some parallel, some back to back, some like you've got things that overlap. So it's a little harder, but it's very similar <laughs> to the style of music that you're playing and how you're mixing genres. It's It really is fascinating because it's very unique. But Thanks. it seems yeah. to be all the way around 
that same pattern. Yeah. So do you find it hard to keep track of what's currently happening and forecasting where you're going to be? Like myself, yeah, I would have a hard time if I knew I was collaborating here or doing a solo thing here and then thinking, well, in three months, am I still doing the collaboration because that involves other people? Yeah. Or am I still going to have the bandwidth to do something on my own because... If I falter, that's only me working on it, so I have to be 100%. Yeah. Is that any type of struggle, or do you have some kind of advice for me on right. that I could use? I think it's... I think where it came from, uh, this method of or mode of being all over the map, is like my peers are also all really busy... Yeah. And it's like sometimes this person's not available for the gig, so you have to find a replacement. And you, it's hard to just have... Un, in in this like instrumental um, jazz thing, for lack of a better description, because, uh, yeah, sometimes... Anyways. Um, unlike, you know, like if you have a rock band and you're like, yeah. we're this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more like I, I'm constantly just adapting to the uh, whatever opportunity I can grab sure and it's it's similar to like for anyone that doesn't listen to the different styles that you're coming from yeah and listens maybe more to rock like you say you're, that's where your influences originally came from as well or like independent stuff that we're seeing in the region for alternative musics Every one of those bands at some point either performed with a group of people or was in an ongoing jam band where they just kind of all get. And it's more of a party East Coast environment that you see that happen where a bunch of people are together and they're like, hey, we all have guitars here. Let's play. Yeah. But I do see that. Not that I frequent it often, but I've been to the local a couple of times and I noticed that there's like through the week there's different people playing and I had noticed it kind of precursory because there's other things going on. I just maybe stopped in for a bite to eat or something, but yeah, haven't spent a little bit more time there this year. I have noticed, well, Andrew was somebody that yeah. I ran into yeah. there. They're changing out. Yeah, like when exactly. I, when I said hi to Andrew, he was sitting down with a group of people, but then 10 minutes later he was up playing trombone and there was music the whole time. If you're not, looking at what's happening yeah you don't even see people swapping in and out yeah so that's all kind of a some of the songs i do recognize so i mean i know it's not just 100 percent made up on the spot yeah, yeah but that's got that same it's that jazz element and that jam band kind of stuff all mixed together so that that must be your circle of friends <laughs> like that must be your people yeah and there's like um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. No, I think, no. well, I think too, like the music is influenced by the environment. Like, so yeah. like it'd be hard to come out here and just do a straight up New York bebop sound. Like it yeah, just doesn't, absolutely. it's not, that's not where we are. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why I keep gravitating towards the city because there's certain sounds that feel like Halifax yeah and now being in Pecto County we I mean I'm sure you know because you were living here not long ago yeah 
we have so many venues now. Like I constantly mention that downtown Glasgow is small as it is, which is just basically two streets in a circle. Yeah. But we have three music venues all on the one street that will have performances going on at all of them. And there's a crew of people watching each one of the shows. They might not all be sold out, but yeah. you'll have a sold out show and a decent crowd at the other ones. And Glasgow Square and the Monarch where I'd seen you, like, there's obviously a scene here in Pecto County that people are supporting or we wouldn't have that many venues in the first place. Yeah. But I do uh, I do see a lot of things coming out of our region that are, they don't sound like Halifax bands. Yeah. And the Halifax bands that come down here do well because they don't sound like Pecto County bands. And then you go up to Cape Breton and it's a whole other Sound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and actually, for anyone that just watched our ECMA coverage, I focused a lot on Cape Breton bands again, like I did when I was doing Music Week stuff. Nice. Back in November. But this time, I felt like all of the people at the ECMAs are, I don't need to compete with CTV and CBC to yeah. grab the most popular artist that's winning the top prize this year. I. I want to give exposure to some other people that maybe people aren't noticing as much or yeah. maybe I'm bringing a different audience to them as well. So th we just focused on a lot of that there as well. The last streak leading up to that was a lot of Halifax scene stuff because I was ripping back and forth or featuring interviews from Shoebox that were Halifax bands as well. Yeah, yeah. So for anyone that is a fan of our show that's being exposed to Sam Wilson for the first time. We talked a lot about the fact that it's different genres than what we typically would have on here. And you would allude it yourself that overall it's maybe different than what people are listening to in popular music too, yeah, which definitely. makes it harder <laughs> to get out there. So I can definitely see where there's elements that it can lean itself into a lot of other things that I do enjoy in pop culture. Like I could see that being used in mixed media. Yeah. For yeah. sure. And I, another thing that I wish I knew more about, but when it comes to other art disciplines, mm -hmm. like, uh, well, anyone that watches the show sees my comic stuff in the background all the time, but other art outside of that, like painting and sculptures and everything like that, I feel like some of the stuff you do kind of leans itself towards performance art. Yeah. And being paired with other types of exhibits. You just had something posted on, I, I don't know if it's something you attended. Were you playing at the library for the thing? That yes. So that's a good, um, that's a good, uh, you just like made me realize it was like, yeah, that's exactly the collaborations that I want to yeah. get more into. Um, uh, so the library, um, my friend Tom Richards and I came up with this idea at, at the local one night yeah. <laughs> to do a site specific um, performance. So like writing the music for the place that we were performing. Mm -hmm. Um, he took the idea and did all the work, and I just got to play in it, oh, <laughs> which God is nice. Awesome. <laughs> um, so there was four ensembles, each designed for each floor of the library, and then we all played the same music, but it was very um, open. So like 
some graphic scores, some melodies written out. And the idea is that you could kind of hear each ensemble bleeding into the, like through the middle of the library where those stairs are. Yeah. Um, and it was very like ambient, ethereal, uh, very instrumental, improvised, super suited to that space. Just seeing it happening yeah. was like triggering my fear of missing out. Yeah. And then at the <laughs> it same time. It was really time, cool. <laughs> It, it would have driven me nuts being there because I couldn't capture any of it. Yeah. And I don't think I could even explain it the way that you just did. Like, I, I knew enough from reading the ad, but then I was like, oh, man, like that, that's something you have to experience. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I'm getting more into is the experience of like the in the moment show. And that's mm-hmm. like improvise and like, um, because I, I am in other settings where it is just improvising. Mm-hmm. Not that my records reflect that. Um, but like another one, uh, there's a dance company in Halifax called Vote of Dance. And Andrew and I played in a show with them back in November um, that he wrote the music for. But most recently they had a fundraiser where they, um, it was all improvised. So you just order up dancers and musicians and it was so fun and it was like that doesn't really translate as well to a recording as if you're yeah. in the space in the room yeah um with the performer so yeah so, i'm really into that stuff so being that it would be hard for anyone to keep a bead on exactly where you are with those different ideas and yeah. i'm sure that a month from now there's another cool idea that you didn't think of yet yeah. Where should people look for you online to keep up to date with what's happening? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, so the handle is at Sam Wilson M U S I Q music. And then my website is the same. So it's just Sam Wilson Music with a Q dot com. Alright, we'll have yeah. links for that down in the description of this episode Sweet. for anyone. Yeah. Um, so while uh, I have you here too uh dakota being that she has seen you live before i thought i'd bring her out here for the interview so she's been sitting very very (laughs) quietly beside me the whole time nobody would have heard a thing but i'm just gonna bring her in here for a quick second hello hello (laughs) so what's your favorite animal ah that's a good question I would say my dog or hummingbirds. <laughs> cool. No, no cat rebuttal this time. No. <laughs> no, no. Here, let me see. You, you just shut her down. <laughs> she, she's, she's a, she loves all animals. I'll tell you that one right off the bat. But I found this funny because I knew she was going to end up asking you that. And I know that you have a dog because you had mentioned it before. So I don't think anybody that's ever been on <laughs> has been a dog person. Oh. It almost like there's a ton of cat showing up on cameras when we're doing interviews and people right. are doing video <laughs> calls. There's always cats going by. And when people are sitting in different locations, there's always a cat shows up. And, like, this is the one apartment that doesn't have a cat in it, apparently. So it's just been funny 
have been cat, 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 cat. <laughs> and then I bring on the person that I can't describe what their music sounds like or the genre. I say it's very unique. And you say dog. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I, I didn't make her do that so that that would happen. But I, I just thought of that as we went along. <laughs> Is that fair? She shut you down with the dog. All right, so we'll keep an eye out for any live performances coming up. And uh, when we get the chance, we'll share yeah. some of that through our social medias and pop Sweet. out and see you too. You do have a show coming up in Anaganish. I'm not sure if this will be out before Yeah, that. it's in May, May 12th okay. at Red Sky Gallery. And then on Paper Books in Cape Breton on May 13th. Oh, perfect. Well, I'll try to get it out before those two yeah. dates so that uh, it kind of ties in with the promotion of my new Cape Breton friends that were just on, even though I didn't record those or meet them yet. Nice. And uh, <laughs> your upcoming shows. Sweet. Perfect. Thank All you right. so much. Thank you. Yeah. Bye.